Hey guys, welcome to That Florida Feeling. How is everybody today? I hope it's been a good week. I know it has for me. I finally got to relax and go sit on the beach again. And it was so nice. Sand Key is amazing. Um, I thought that there would be a couple more no's about sitting in the rain. But I mean, you're already wet and you're sitting on the beach, so why not? I mean, I've sat through many a rainstorm on the beach. Um, probably one of my favorite was on Deerfield Beach. And... Um, yeah, we were sitting there and there was like one cloud, one cloud and it just started to rain and rain hard. And we just were like, well, we're going to get in the water anyways. So I understand those of you who just kind of waited out. You're going to get wet anyways. Thanks for listening to my last episode on the villages. Hope you guys liked it. Um, I got a lot of good comments on it. So thank you. I appreciate that. So today I was, I was actually going to, I had a whole podcast written out and then I had someone asked me, uh, they messaged me and asked me, why do I keep saying like Florida life? So today I am just going to simply explain to you in my terms, what Florida life means to me. And if you agree or disagree, definitely share in the comments on Facebook, Instagram, or even TikTok and let me know how you feel about it. Um, but they did, they asked me what, like the, why, you know, this is Florida life. Well, I'm going to explain to you my thing of Florida life, and I guess I'll also explain to you why I call it that Florida feeling. So, when I started the podcast, I wanted to do one on Florida, and I wanted it to encompass every part of Florida. Like, I didn't want it to be on just the theme parks, or just the people, or just the food, or just haunted Florida, or whatever. I wanted it to be about anything and everything in Florida, and I hope, so far, I have achieved that, and many more episodes to come. But... The reason I chose the that Florida feeling is because, to me, that Florida feeling and Florida life are kind of the same. If you're in Florida, then you understand, oh, that's just Florida life. You know, Florida man's out, crazy people driving. You're looking out for tourists left and right. Construction's everywhere. They're going to tear down something old to make something new, even though the old one was probably a lot cuter and had a lot more aesthetic and definitely reminded you of old Florida. No, this is new modern Florida. And so, Florida life is also one of those, like, you could have the crappiest day. Like, you go to work, nothing's going right, people calling out, you just, customers, you just can't do it. Or however, what if you deal with customers or coworkers, whatever, you just, you know, that bad day. And then you walk outside and you're going to your car to go home. And you drive near or around somewhere that has just this beautiful, amazing view of a sunset. And a sunset in Florida is like no other. Yes, sunsets are beautiful, probably technically everywhere. But... It's the purples and the, you know, the oranges and the pinks that really come out. And they really come out during hurricane season. Some of the best sunsets you'll ever see are around hurricane time. And I can't tell you why. I don't know if it's the moisture in the air or the clouds. But it's that moment where you're just, you're off work finally. And you just need a moment for relaxing. And there's this just beautiful, beautiful sunset. And it makes you remember, oh, this is Florida. And this is why I'm happy to be here. That's one reason. Another thing is is that Florida can literally be anything and any everything you want it to be. You want to live on the beach? You may not be able to afford it, but you're going to try. That's Florida. You want to live five minutes from Disney World? You can do that. You're going to fight a lot of traffic, but you can do that. That's Florida. You want to live in the near a national forest or in a, in the trees in the woods? You can do that, especially in the Panhandle in, in Central Florida. That's Florida. You want to live in the swamps? 
we got you there too. That's Florida. So Florida can really become anything and everything and any piece of paradise you want it to be. And I know they always say grass is always greener on the other side. Well, the grass is really greener in Florida because first of all, it's always warm. And secondly, it's because it's what you make of it. So Florida life to me is whatever you've created in Florida. I mean, there are people who can't wait to move here and there are people who can't wait to move away from here and each has their own reasons. And I've done both. And I think that I think that the cool thing about Florida life is that you can literally be anything you want here. And yeah, people are always going to judge and people are always going to stare, but but who cares? You're still doing it. You're still being you. And so to me, Florida life is you creating whatever you want it to be, you know? Um, living in Orlando, I've seen some very interesting outfits in and around the theme parks and just walking down I drive living near, you know, living in South Florida, you see anything and everything. And I give props to those people. You are self-confident. I wish I could be as self-confident as you and you are making it your Florida, you know, living in central Florida where you've got more, we'll say country folk. I don't want to completely say rednecks, um, but you know, you get the idea and you know, you can, you can do that. I saw people riding tractors down the roads all the time. Wasn't sure if they were supposed to be, but Hey, they were doing it, you know, and that's just their slice of Florida, you know, and Florida has its own problems and you know, that's however you want to look at it. I don't talk politics, so I'm not going to even go there. I just can't believe that we have a law now that says you can carry a gun when you want. Um, I will say that, that to me is very, uh, strange, borderline stupid. Um, but no politics, (laughs) but that's why I say Florida life. Florida life can literally be anything and everything you want it to be. You know, Florida has something for everyone. I've said it time and time again, whether it's foods, places to go, things to see, people to meet, Places to swim, places not to swim, animals that can kill you, insects that can kill you, water that can kill you. It doesn't matter. Anything and everything, that's, you know, that's Florida. And so when I say Florida life, I genuinely mean just anything in life that you can have here is here. It's possible, you know. So just keep that in mind when I say Florida life. Um, And then that Florida feeling, again, it's pretty much anything and everything to do with Florida. I wanted this to be a podcast that we would have fun and we would talk about interesting things. And I honestly never thought I would do a podcast on a loofah uh, and the different colors, but here we are, we've done it. You know, we've talked about Disney, we've talked about water parks, we've talked about Publix, you know, and we have so many more episodes to come. I have so many cool ones written out that I'm so excited for. And again, if you guys have any suggestions, please, please, please reach out. And please just let me know what you think. I would love to hear from you guys about what you guys want to hear for this podcast. So that's the first part of the podcast. Um, Really talking about just what is Florida life. And that is what Florida life is for me. And then the second part of the podcast, we're going to talk about a really cool topic. Give me just a second and I will get to that. All right, guys, today we're going to talk about a lady who has the wonderful nickname of the mother of Miami. That's right. Her name is Julia DeForest Tuttle. Um, she was an American businesswoman who actually owned the property upon which Miami, Florida was built. Hence the nickname, the mother of Miami. 
She is the only woman to have founded what would become a major American city. So I thought she was pretty cool and to talk about. So Julia was born in January of 1849. And she was actually the daughter of Ephraim Sturdivant. And he actually was a Florida planter and a state senator. He actually owned property in South Florida. Um, Of course, Julia grew up and went on to marry Frederick Leonard Tuttle um, in January of 1867. And Julia Tuttle actually first really visited her where her father's uh, 40-acre orange grove was, um, which is actually near Biscayne Bay. Um, She visited in 1875, and she loved it. She loved it so much. She didn't want to go back to Cleveland. Um, But she did. She finally did come down to Florida for full time. She actually came to Fort Dallas, Florida from Cleveland, Ohio on a steamship after her father and mother had officially moved to South Florida. Um, So she came with her family. And unfortunately, her husband ended up dying in 1886. So they were only married mm, just short of 20 years, it looks like. They had their two kids. Um, So, apparently when her husband died, though, she found that her husband had not been good at managing money. um, And it kind of put her in bad financial position. Um, So, she had her little income. And to supplement, she had this four-story home that her her and her husband had shared with their kids. She actually turned it into a boarding house and a tea room for young ladies. So she knew she had to make some money. So this is what she came up with. I think this is a pretty cool idea. And in the 1890s, um, when her father died, he actually left her his land in Florida. So the 40-acre orange grove, that was actually hers now. So she decided that she didn't want to put up with it anymore. So she sold everything she had in Cleveland, Ohio. Didn't never going to return and just made Florida Biscayne Bay her official home. Like, this is her home now. She didn't want to go back and forth. Um, now, when her parents died she used the money from her parents estate to purchase the james egan grant of 640 acres where the city of miami is actually now located uh it's on the north side of the river including old fort dallas stone buildings and the two-story rock house built by richard fitzpatrick's slaved workers some 50 years earlier um of course she actually converted that two-story rock house into her home that's where she was going to live full-time And in 1891, she uh, brought whatever was left of her family to Florida. She repaired and converted the home into one of the show places in the area with a sweeping view of the river of Biscayne Bay. And she decided that she was going to get more involved. She wanted to take a leading role in the movement to start a new city on the Miami River. She knew this was a great place, um, and she wanted more people to come and to see why she enjoyed it so much. So she wanted to create this the city. Um, but she also knew at the time that decent transportation, and that time basically a railroad, uh, was necessary to attract development. Uh, she actually even went to Henry Flagler. She wanted him to extend his railroad to Fort Dallas, which is the name before Miami, um, and offered to divide her large real estate holdings if he would do so. She wanted to extend it to that place because she wanted to make it easier to get around. So basically, they need a railroad to get things in there and out, to move around. And so she thought Henry Flagler was going to be the person to do this. And she wrote numerous letters to him um, in hopes that she could get him to talk business and to move his railroad down. And finally, she just had to go 
to St. Augustine in person uh, to repeat her offer because the letters just weren't getting through. Um, however, Flagler was not interested at the time. Um, but fortune favors the bold, as they say. The Great Freeze of 1894 and 1895 devastated the old Orange Belt in central and northern Florida, destroying valuable groves and wiping out fortunes. Well, South Florida wasn't touched by this Great Freeze. Um, it actually stopped just north of West Palm Beach. So either Flagler then recalled Tuttle's story of the tropical Biscayne Bay weather, and or he was reminded, or somehow they got in touch again. But either way, he sent people down to Biscayne Bay to see um, what she had, what she was offering. And Tuttle actually told Flagler that the freeze had spared the Miami River, sending evidence of bouquets of flowers and foliages, even possible oranges, to Flagler, who then immediately ordered to extend his Florida East Coast Railway um, all the way down to Miami. So on February 15th of 1896, a couple men uh, who were the people who Flagler had sent arrived and began work on the Royal Palm Hotel, as well as the um, railroad. They were going to get this, they were going to get this railroad built. He was amazed that parts of Florida didn't freeze and he wanted, he wanted to be able to go there and he wanted to be able to take people with him. So he was now fully vested in this new city that she wanted to build. And under an agreement between the two, Tuttle supplied Flagler with the land for the hotel and a railroad station for free and then split the remainder of her 640 acres north of the Miami River into alternating sections. On April 22, 1896, train service of the Florida East Coast Railway did indeed come to the area. And on July 28, mayor residents actually invited to incorporate the new city to Miami. And that was the beginning of Miami, and we know the rest. The rest is history. It's continued to grow and from a small town into a major metropolitan area. Now, Julia Tuttle continued to live in Miami with parts of her family, and um, unfortunately, in 1898, she fell ill with an apparent meningitis. Uh, plans were actually made to move her by rail to Asheville, North Carolina, for treatment, but she deteriorated too quickly. She couldn't be transported. Um, she actually died on September 14th, 1898, at the age of only 49. Her funeral took place in her Fort Dallas home, and she was buried in at a place of honor in the city of Miami Cemetery. Her tombstone notes the year of her birth is 1848, but some people might have said it's 1849. Um, Tuttle did, did die, leaving a large amount of debt, uh, partially the result of her altruistic land grants to Flagler. Her children sold her remaining land to pay off the debt, and for that name, her re her bleh, for that reason, her name has actually been mostly forgotten until it was placed on a causeway for Interstate 195 over Biscayne Bay. Um, which is funny because, in contrast, the name William Brickle, a large landowner on the south side of Miami River who contributed to Tuttle's efforts to incorporate the city, is a name that's been widely used in the south side of what became Miami. Uh, it's unfortunate because Tuttle is known as the mother of Miami and Flagler is the father of Miami. Coincidentally, both Tuttle and Brickle had previously lived in Cleveland before they met. So all these people that were, again, up north came to <laughs> Miami and, you know, founded what is now one of the largest cities in Florida and one of the most well-known cities in the world. Um, you can still see uh, memories to Julia Tuttle. She actually has a statue in Bayfront Park in Miami. 
And there is a Joe Yusato memorial marker in the Miami City Cemetery. Um, I just thought it was really cool to talk about the woman who, you know, is the mother of Miami. You hear all about Flagler coming to Miami and fixing things and creating things. And which is true. He did. He brought his large hotels and his people and the railroad. But if it wasn't for this one woman's efforts to get... uh, you know, to want to have a desire to be able to create something that she loved. You know, Miami probably would have eventually been founded, but I can't say it would have been founded by someone, you know, who actually had the right reasons behind it or the desire to want to live here um, and the willingness to not give up. So I just thought it was cool that we would talk about Mr. Tuttle, a very quick little part of the podcast. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed learning about Florida life or why I think of Florida life. If you guys, tell me what you guys think Florida life means. I mean, it's a hashtag that I use a lot. So tell me what you guys think it means. Tell me if you guys think it means um, what it means to you. If it's the part you live in or if it's a mentality or, you know, vacation mode. Just tell me what you guys think. I would love to know. Thank you for listening, guys. As always, you can check it out on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Uh, You can email me. You can, I don't know, just say hi. Just tell me if you have any suggestions. Just say hi. Tag me in your Instagram pictures. I love seeing and reposting them. Um, I love everybody who's in the groups and Facebook pages and the memes that you guys share. It's simply amazing. So thank you so much. Um, I hope you guys have a great week. I hope you have a great weekend. Stay hydrated. It's starting to get warm out there. So... Just be nice to one another, guys. And as always, that's your daily dose of sunshine.